Rachel Strauss, obviously Director of Strategic Development at EHIM. So tell me really briefly who you are and what you do. Sure, so you've already said my name, Rachel Strauss. Um, I have been with EHIM for 20 years, working in a bunch of different capacities, mainly in business development, and uh, spreading the message across the country of our intent. So Ian, you know, today obviously you're in the PBM space, right? And I love the, the idea of the notion of a transparent PBM. Really briefly benchmark that against or juxtapose that versus the traditional model. Why that's the preferred model in so, your mind. So preferred or not, I, I don't like to, to do that because I think that in every case, Spencer, you could argue that there is a right situation for different okay. models of PBM. But I think it's important and why I was really here today is to illustrate what the difference is between those two. And I think, you know, PBMs get beat up a lot in, in, you know, in this country, especially in this era of, you know, transparency and what does that mean? And, and really it all gets down to how does a PBM get paid? Okay. And so I think that in the traditional model, you know, you had no admin fees, right? We always talk about TPAs and ASO models, and it's, it's pretty specific what an administrative fee is, even from a carrier or any other entity you hire. But in the PBM space, there was a big old goose egg there okay. when you looked at what a PBM was getting paid. And so I think that the, the revolution was we need to know what a PBM is making. And I think that's where this transparent era came out. That's where EHIM falls in that we're going to charge an administrative fee, this is all we're going to collect, and we're right. going to explain to our clients what we make. Um, whereas the opposite is it's built into the cost of the claims. And, you know, you could argue that if they're controlling trend, then they can make money how they want on the other side of the fence. But I'm here today to talk about transparency. Yeah. So that's why we believe well, our model. I say, you, you know, I know obviously we toe the line of like, hey, there is a preferred or not preferred, and I don't want to be so vocal about it. But I think what your goal kind of today at the conference was, I'm going to lay it out. Yes. And I think if you uh, just expose the differences, the, the conclusion is going to, you know, come, people are going to come to that conclusion on their own. And you don't really have to say this is the better way. It's obvious that it's um, the preferred way. And I'll say that if you don't feel comfortable. Well, it's not that I don't feel comfortable. I just think that there are some circumstances where, you know, maybe it has made sense. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I don't like to speak in absolutes. Well, and obviously looking back, right? Historically, yeah. maybe it was better at a certain point in time. But of the kind of talk track of what you were hoping to accomplish uh, uh, today, the exposure of like what a, what a transparent PBM is, one of the things that jumped out to me was the exposure of the rebate and how how much pork the rebate is actually building into the model and why you're shining, you're doing so much to shine a light on that particular problem. So explain to me really sure. succinctly what that problem is. Well, I think the problem is is that rebates have been viewed as free money, right? It's, it's like getting a big check at the end of the year to a CFO. And, and really what I was here today is to explain, well, what cost did that come mm -hmm. at? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had CPAs pick up on this concept real fast. I'm like, well, it's like a tax return, right? Kind of it is. I mean, if you're getting money back, it's up to you as an employer to question, well, where did I spend that money to begin with? And was there a better option? And so I think that was really my intent today was to try to demystify these checks that are coming at the end of the year and try to break down, is there a better way? Yeah. Well, I think the, the rebate model is no, not too dissimilar to in stop loss or something called an experience reward or a dividend contract. What that is is you're gonna pay a little bit of a load and premium up front, and if you run well enough at the end of the year, you get a smaller portion of that back. You're not gonna get all of it back, but you're paying 
for the chance to have a rebate effectively at the end of the year. And so it tricks people into thinking you're saving, right? We made money, but you paid for most of it up front to get the potential savings on the back end. So I'm, that correlation kind of just popped in my head, but it's, yeah. it's kind of a similar, it's, it's not a trick, but it's a psychological thing that you train the consumer to think that and, way. And I think in the consumer case here being employer health plans, I think that the misconception has been, while well, we're gonna spend this money anyways, might as well get the money back. And what we're here today, and I think a lot of the partners were here, was to say, you didn't necessarily have to spend it. That's the sunk cost fallacy, the assumption that we've yeah. already spent the money, so might as well. Um, right. So like in a last thing, I wanna hear closing thoughts, right? You've, you've already spoken on stage, you got to see the entire seminar, so. Tell me some of the things that stood out to you or, you know, kind of your feelings about the overall um, message that was delivered here today. Sure. I think that there's an openness to change. I think that what we see going on in Washington and with the Freedom of Information and from No Surprises Act coming mm -hmm. down, you know, what we're seeing is that employers want their data mm -hmm. and they want to know what to do with it. And I think that's been the question for a lot of years. Data has been available, right? We've had different, you know, mm -hmm. consultants out there that have demanded for the data. But what good is data without action? Mm -hmm. And I think what today did was it gave the audience a chance at taking different opportunities and evaluating what could work for them. Well, that's just it. I think a lot of people are pretty good at, at uh, elaborating on what the pain is. Not a lot of people are good at prescribing what the relief or what the solution is to that pain. And so what I loved about this today is you had Marshall kind of exposing the problems, and then you had an entire suite of people on the tail end of that saying, all right, now here's this, the problem is solved, here's the model. Um, and so I, I, I'm very grateful too that you are a part of that. And I Thank think there's a, obviously a big reason why you are, and you connected David and I as well a long time ago. So now I get a chance to be a part of this little movement as well, and I think it will be growing uh, over time. Absolutely. So Rachel, thanks for sitting down with me. Always a pleasure. I know we're gonna go off and do more yeah. fun things after this, but uh, I appreciate you. And, cheers, uh, cheers to you and cheers, Waterloo. Cheers to both of us in Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs>